All right, Rob, we are back with another marvelous episode of Ruminate. There's all kinds of things to talk about today. I hear that you and we, you know, it's. I guess part of it's going to be, it's going to be video games again, which has become a pretty common topic for us. But uh, you're playing Rocket League again, huh? Yeah, yeah. So this is a weird. So I was playing. I bought the new Star Wars game, Star Wars Squadrons. Oh yeah, the the X X Win shooty one. Um, and I was playing that for like I don't know hour and a half, two hours, and then it crashed. And I was really annoyed. I was like, oh, it's crashed. This is annoying. Like, I had to you know, restart the game and all of this. Um, I didn't lose my save data, but I was just kind of frustrated. So I was like, oh, I'll play a couple of games of Rocket League. A, a week later, I'm still, it's the only thing I'm playing. <laughs> oh, I'm just wow. playing Rocket League again. Like, I, I end up kind of doing this every, I mean, I don't know how long I've had Rocket League now. Probably three years, yeah, maybe, something like that. And... Maybe every like six months or so, I go. Oh, I'll just play a couple of games, and then I end up playing it for like you know <laughs> a few weeks until I get bored again. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just back on Rocket League, and it's interesting because it's now it's now free to play, right, right. Um, and and it gave me a bunch of bonus items because I'd paid for it previously. Um, but it it doesn't seem to have affected the game at all, like other than they've got some like you know new box things that you can buy that will give you free stuff that i don't care about because i've got a car that i like so i just don't right, care right yeah i think i actually bought the game too way back at the beginning when it first came out and it has changed over time and it's on a million platforms now too but it's it's a lot of fun yeah it's, it's still loads of fun and you know there's still loads of people playing i mean the other night when i went on i think there was about fifty thousand oh, people wow. in the in the casual playlist, which is the one that I play because I'm not not interested in playing competitive because those people get really angry <laughs> if you're not very good. If you don't bring your A game, you're going to get destroyed. Right. I am as good at Rocket League as I am at real football in okay. real life, which is not very good. <laughs> it's about, about as good as I am. I'm just good at, like, I don't know, climbing up the wall and flipping my car over. I don't... It's, it's, I would probably drive people crazy and frustrate them. I've been playing a lot of Bowser's Fury, the the add-on to the Super Mario Super Mario 3D World to part 2 cart Super Smash whatever they call it, you know. Bowser's Fury <laughs> is really good though. It's um and I hope it's a it's a sign of things to come from the Mario franchise that there'll be this more kind of open world style. It's not really open world, but you can just play however you want. You can you know, it's a bunch of islands, and you can go from island to island. And over time, as you progress, you open up more of a map, and there are more islands available. But you can always go back to the very first island if you want. And they kind of reward doing that because things change over time. More collectibles and other things, you know, appear on these islands over over a period of time. And it's, it's incredibly addictive. I, I found it to be... It, it has a little bit of that really chill vibe of of uh, Breath of the Wild where you can just kind of wander around, but also the fun and challenge of a platformer that is in spots really difficult and really requires, you know, precise jumps and timing and all that, plus boss battles that are that are really well done. I mean, there are little, like, I guess I would call them mini boss battles, which are various, you know, a variety of different characters. And then about every 10 minutes, Bowser shows up as a Godzilla-sized creature 
and you have to uh, fend him off and, or, or hide from him. And it's, it's just a lot of fun playing that way. I mean, if you, once you collect enough of these uh, shiny cat things, you can, uh, you can turn into a giant cat yourself and battle him one-on-one. But uh, in between those times when you don't have the ability to do that, you basically, you know, there's certain things you can accomplish when he's on the screen that you can't do uh, while he's not there. But it's also very easy to die. So I end up, you know, you end up cowering behind cliffs and things sometimes to avoid getting incinerated by his fire breathing and that sort of thing. But it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've been, I've been content with it. I've, uh, it's helped me get through the fact that I still cannot get a PS5. I was in a queue, I guess, about 10 days ago. It, one appeared at like 3.30 in the afternoon, and I thought, all right, I'll, you know, I'm just sitting at my desk. I'll get into this. And then, it, you know, it, they have a whole so – this was on the, I think, the PlayStation Network site, or it was some Sony site, basically. Mm-hmm. And you get into a line, and it just refreshes automatically, periodically. And eventually, you know, it says, you're in. And then you're in, and, you, and it refreshes, and it says, out of stock. And so, and that was like an hour, yeah. hour and a half that I was in this line, which was really dumb. But so I've, I've kind of given up. I mean, once in a while like that, when I run across something on Twitter and I don't, I don't have anything else going on at the moment, I will, you know, put it in a browser tab and keep an eye on it. But it doesn't seem like there's going to be any more supply for quite a while. Yeah, the, I've seen a few. I think there was a drop yesterday in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there was one a couple of days ago as well, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it still seems pretty, um, pretty scarce. And speaking of the PS5, my triangle button was sticking on my PS5 controller. Um, like you, it would come up and and it would register the button press, but it, it, what didn't have that like clicky feeling that it it should have of the other buttons. And I thought, Oh God, here we go. I'm going to have to send it back to Sony and they're going to, you know, take however long to send me a new one probably not too bad but it's still you know i'm going to be without a controller for you know maybe a week or something and then i realized it was still in the return window for amazon because i bought it it was like november so it was in their christmas return so i messaged them and said look my controller's broken i don't want to return the whole thing because obviously you don't have any more for me what can you do? And they said, oh, no problem, sir. We'll give you £60 credit and you can order another one. I was like, thanks very much. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> That's very good. I've heard that they there's, there's some issues with drift on some of the controllers now, too. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet, thankfully. Yeah. I had um, one, I had one but, set of Joy-Con where it was just awful. It was unplayable. And it was too bad. It was the neon yellow one that I like a lot. Yeah, I mean, again, I've been lucky with the with the switch that none of mine have done that either. But uh, I mean, I'm sure they will eventually. Um, you know, maybe I don't play it as much as other people, but um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that because the Joy Cons aren't exactly cheap to replace. No, they really aren't. They really aren't. Are you uh, excited about the Zelda Sy- Skyward Sword uh, remake that's coming? The remaster. Do you know what I was until I read about the controls? for this on on the switch version where like the sword is done with the right analog and i just know that that's going to be no good for me yeah it's different it's definitely different i i don't really know how i feel about it but you know they had to do something because you didn't have you don't have the uh the wii mote to do it with 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess the, you can do. Can you do it separately with the Joy Cons detached? I think you can, right? You can do something there. I think. I th- yeah, I think they have said that. The problem I have is I have a stupid injury on my wrist from when I was an idiot and a teenager. Um, so motion controls over any extended oh, sure. period of time are just no good to me. So it's like, and, and you know, it's fine. I can just look at it and go. It's not a game for me, and I can move on. Like, there's plenty of other games. Like, I want to get Bowser's Fury, and, you know, there's there's plenty of others coming. But, um, you know, one, once I saw that, I was just like, oh, it's fine. I can just move on. Like, I have got the Wii version, which I've played a little bit of, like, years ago. Right. Um, you know, so if, if I want to play it, I could just fire up the Wii, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, Rob, I have a hard drive story for you. And this is... Okay. Oh, go on. This is a story. This is a sad story of storage, because when I got myself a MacBook Air, I went all in and I got the two terabyte SSD, which I was very happy I did because I really don't like to manage storage, and I tend to accumulate a lot of big files. A lot of it is audio from recording podcasts and stuff, but I don't know. I mean, I test a lot of apps. I just I want to have a lot of room on the drive, so I got a big one. And I know from my Mac Mini, having a one terabyte drive there, it was actually starting to feel a little cramped. So I thought with the Air, I'm going to go larger. Now, the the difficulty is, though, when you want to back something up that that's, is that large. Now, obviously, I have not filled it up. I've got it maybe a quarter full is all now, maybe 500 gigs or so. Uh, but... But, you know, you plan for the future and the fact that it's going to fill up. You need to have something bigger than two terabytes, especially if you want to do Time Machine. And I already have Backblaze, so I thought I would do a Time Machine drive. And ideally, I would go with an SSD because they're quiet and they're fast, but they're also incredibly expensive. And so I decided against that, for mostly for that reason, and for the reason that you can't really get more than four terabytes in an external SSD. I mean, there, I think there are, there are some ways you could handle it. You could get like a, like a raid type setup and buy, you know, um, internal SSDs sticks and all that. But I didn't really want to go, I didn't want something super big and bulky. I didn't want something super complicated. And I also didn't want anything super expensive. Well, I didn't really totally achieve all that because I, I so I abandoned the idea of an SSD because I was like, well, four terabyte SSD is like eight hundred dollars or something. I'm not spending that much money, so I started looking at hard drives, and external desktop hard drives are really junky. They're like they a lot of them are still USB 2.0. Um, there's a lot of reliability issues in various models. You know, I didn't want to get a portable drive because that'd be even slower because it'd be like a 5400 rpm i wanted something that's like 7200 rpm and and i wanted something that was usb3 or you know or whatever or thunderbolt or whatever and it gets expensive super fast again there so i what i ended up doing is i ended up getting one for creators rob it's marketed because apparently creators like their everything encased in rubber they used to be like you know like the the panasonic power not power books panasonic tough books you know, where it's like a laptop encased in, 
in lots of aluminum and rubber and things. They do that to hard drives now. So I ended up getting this thing from a company called Glyph. And Glyph makes these drives for people in the film and photography industry and stuff like that. And the main reason I got it was, one, it was 8 terabytes. Two, it was 72 RPM. And three, it was USB It's USB 3.1 Gen 2, which is fast you know it's basically thunder i believe that's thunderbolt 3 equivalent so i get myself i have a i also this is a complete aside but i have a very i have a hang-up about all the names with USB-C and thunderbolt 3 and 4 because i get corrected about this a lot on twitter by people and it's just a mess and it shouldn't be so confusing but it is in any event i got a fast one but it was kind of expensive as a result. I forget it was like maybe three fifty or something like that. Uh, I got it, and I thought, all right, it's also kind of bulky, so it was not quite, you know, what I wanted in that category either. But I thought, all right, at least it's fast, and it's eight terabytes. It's going to last a long time. I could even partition it and maybe use it for some outboard storage if I wanted to. Well, I put it up on my desk, plugged it into my MacBook Air, started a time machine backup, and oh my gosh. It is so loud. It not only was it the general constant spin of the drive, even you know, and, and the fan, even when it wasn't actually reading and writing, but when it was reading and writing, it sounded like there was a mouse in the wall or something scratching away at the, <laughs> at the walls. It was really bad. So I, I, I thought, and I'm not really one of those people who's like totally offended by any kind of minor fan noise. But this was really kind of a, it wasn't so much of the, it wasn't really the fan that bothered me. It was this, it was the reading, the reading and writing that was really kind of loud compared to other drives I've used. So I thought, well, this is terrible. So I, what I ended up doing, I tried a lot of different things, Rob. I tried putting it on the floor, still too loud. Tried putting it across the room, attached to an old Mac Mini, and then attaching to it via SMB over the network. That was un- turned to, out to be unreliable. So I finally, I have a file cabinet here. There's not that much stuff in it. I, there was a little hole in the back of the file cabinet. I put the hard drive in the, in the <laughs> file cabinet, snaked the wires out the hole, which I had to use a, a screwdriver to make a little bit bigger, and closed the drawer. Now it's fine. Now it sits in a drawer amongst some other things in, in, in conditions which obviously are not ideal because of heat and all that. But it's a pretty big space in the drawer, and it, this thing doesn't seem to be generating that much heat. Uh, but it's a lot quieter now. I don't notice it uh, hardly at all. So that was that's my story. And I, it's there's a couple of things. I, I hate the fact that SSDs are still so expensive, especially when you get up into the anything over a terabyte. I can't stand that. I'm also kind of done with this whole different cables do different things, but they look exactly the same. I mean, I really love that USB-C is a small connector and it's, uh, you know, you can plug it in either direction and it it works great. But Thunderbolt 4 versus Thunderbolt 3 versus USB-C 3, 3.1, you know, all those different standards, completely confusing. And the cable's are capable of different things depending on how they're certified. And now the you know the same problem is with things like HDMI and whether like they're compatible with modern game consoles. Yeah, I I mean, I I totally agree with you like this is 
even the, you know, like the USB-C, like adapter, like one that's like for HDMI or, you know, VGA or or whatever right. you get. We had a bunch of these at work and they were all different brands and stuff like that. And like, we were in a situation where like, I think I bought one and one of my colleagues bought one, but mine didn't work with the exact same MacBook that he had. But if we swapped, they did work. <laughs> and I think because the monitor was slightly different, but it's like, but it should be the same. There's nothing... Do you know what I mean? It's it's just a cable. It, sh- it should be fine, right. but it is just not. Like everything about this is so difficult. I mean, you know, this is why I end up buying Apple's overly expensive cables because I'm like, at least I know that is exactly what I want, and it will do the yeah, job. And I've got like I've got two USB four, ca- two Thunderbolt four cables now, and it's nice that they put a little four on them. I mean, I I guess I appreciate that, and I have some US uh, some Thunderbolt three ones that have a three on them. Also, what's with you know. Whose bright idea was it that we make a cable that can't be more than a meter long? I mean, come on, right? Yeah, no, no more than a meter for you. You don't get you know, that. And that's one of the problems I have with this drive was like, it's like, oh, well, if you want that speed, if you want that USB 3.1 Gen 2 Thunderbolt 3 speed, you can't use a cable that's more than a meter long because then it drops down to USB 2 speeds. Yeah, it's it's a complete mess. So anyway, that's my gripe. That's my gripe about uh, about cables and about loud hard drives. But I do have my my setup is nicer. I spent a lot of time kind of organizing my studio over the weekend. Nice. Well, speaking of weird things, I've just sent you a link. Um, I should have done this before the before recording, but I didn't. Okay, let me look here. Um, so you should have an. So this this is uh, I am a, I am an, a product ambassador for this. <laughs> random company i don't know how it happened i'm I've, i've no idea how i've ended up as a product ambassador for these people <laughs> um but they, they just they send me random products every now and again um and it, if you open that link you'll see uh what is described as a wireless charger four-in-one magnetic charging this is station quite something there's a lot um, going on in this picture there is yeah they they kind of they sent me an email and they said oh we're gonna send you our new product and i was like okay like there's a lot going on so you've got to describe this you've got one what just looks like a fairly standard chi charger but it happens to be square and then to the side of that there's like a, a secondary bit that magnetically connects that has a watch charger on it and then a sticky up lightning uh cable for plugging in airpods and then you can also plug in another phone like there's a usb port on the back of that watch right and you can like charge another phone through it as well why do you why is it do you have this thing yet yeah i do yeah yeah it turned out why do they why do they connect together the two pads the only thing i can think is that they've designed it so that you can use just the phone charging bit on its own yeah that's the only and you can sort because we because it comes apart it's fairly flat like you can pack it up fairly small i mean i'm gonna probably use it for like when i go traveling um you know when that happens again um but this is a very odd product does it have two two wall plugs or is it just one no so it only plugs into the the phone charge of it, so the chi charge of it. I see, and the stuff, the other stuff, just it, it draws power from the phone part. Exactly, and then on the on the watch side, there's a USB A port on the back, so which I think is why there's another floating phone <laughs> yeah. in the background, uh, and you can then charge a secondary phone on that. Interesting, um, 
which again, like I'm never going to use this at home. Like this is just an insane setup for for my house. Yeah, it, um, it's, but I can it's see it's this being useful lot. when I, I mean, go traveling. There's a lot going on here. I mean, I, you know what I got that I actually really like. I got that Belkin. Uh, I forget what it's called. The Belkin. I was going to say the Duo Charger, but that's the thing that folds in half that Apple makes. There's the Belkin Pro mm-hmm. something or other. It's it's got a round base that you can put AirPods on, and then a stock with. Uh, MagSafe connections for a watch and for a phone, and it's really nice because it puts it up, it puts it up vertically in the air, so you can kind of look at mm-hmm. your phone while it's charging. I kind of like it. I put it on my desk. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting products around that, like you know, depending on what it is you're after or what your setup is, that are actually sort of quite yeah. good. Like it's like, oh yeah, no, there's a lot of different. Oh, I mean, the thing I've sent you is crazy <laughs> and it's wild, but. You know, I mean, it still serves a purpose. Like, as much as, as I say, I'm not going to use it at home, I was like, well, this would be really useful if I'm in a hotel, um, you know, because you've always got loads of stuff to charge and it's like one cable. Um, but but the sort of the cheese stuff has definitely, like, opened up a lot of the market for this because they basically just need to build a metal frame of, of whatever they fancy and then stick the Qi charger at the end of poles or, you know, in the base right, or whatever they're going right. to do. now... This the one that you sent me does not look like uh, official MagSafe because although it has magnets, it charges. It appears like the iPhone charges at five watts, which right? yeah, I think so. What? Uh, well, actually, no. It says it says it does fifteen. Oh, it does. For oh, the all right. Then it, it does what it all says. Right. Well, then if it does fifteen, then it's official because there's there really aren't that many that do that. The Belkin one does, but Belkin's mm. always doing like close. Uh, product releases with with apple um but they're you know like anchor just came out with this battery pack you can slap on the back of your phone and it it's it's mm-hmm. whenever you see the words magsafe compatible that that's code for it's not really magsafe and it's just chi chargers with a magnet which is fine it's just that it's it charges at about a third the rate as the magsafe yeah i mean i'm not so convinced looking at this product i can't believe for a second that it's proper magsafe Um, yeah it's not super clear from the amazon description because it has different wattage rates for android phones and there's all kinds of different all kinds of different watt numbers here uh that they're not entirely clear to me but but it may be who knows i I can't believe you're questioning the fine folks at LK Electronics, <laughs> <Yes>. um, you know, <laughs> you got on their ambassador list. I this is yeah, this is this is pretty funny. I've been getting a lot of these emails lately, which are like uh, from in, from plants in China that want to tell me about their latest like chip or some or hinge or some sort of electronic part. Like I'm some sort of person building electronics it's kind of interesting this is where right. hey email comes in very handy because i can screen those people out and i never see them again but it's the it's, you never it never ceases to amaze me what email list you end up on yeah i mean the one i've tried to get on a couple of times is anchors yeah that would be nice um, sort of product it's testing. hard to get in touch because... with anchor i have tried myself for mac stories purposes yeah they yeah, see, I just want free stuff. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, because they, <laughs> as far as I can tell, Anchor does operates entirely through Amazon. They don't really, they have a website, but I don't think they really sell much 
That's not to say that they don't sell. Let me see. Maybe I guess they do have a website. But if I remember right, you whenever you click on anything, it ultimately takes you to Amazon. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've tried to sign up for their you know product tester ambassador thing before and i've never heard back i mean that you know they're the products that i would actually like to really test i mean i'm not complaining <laughs> you gotta work on your free stuff from these status, people Rob. you gotta get up there and work on your uh you know i don't know <laughs> something i <laughs> gotta work oh, well. on your buzzwords you gotta tell them that you're in the crypto space that's it do i need to be in clubhouse you, telling people you know what you, that reminds that. me i wanted to give you an update on clubhouse uh, because, you know, I think what it was, it maybe one or two episodes ago, I was a little a little down on it. Mm-hmm. I'm still kind of down on it. I I now follow the appropriate number of people. I follow 69 people. And nice. there are, I would say, you, can, you could probably figure out who they are. They're all people who are kind of doing similar things to me, Apple-type community people, as well as an awful lot of tech journalist types from various publications. And... I still can't say that I find what it suggests to me to be very relevant. I mean, uh, a lot of them are in languages that I don't speak. Then there are also, uh, there's an awful lot of social media strategy stuff and Bitcoin still. So like the, I'm looking at it right now and here is a room where the title is in Russian here is one called Social Media Strategies. And the third one is score 5% square, 8% Tesla, 95% master in Bitcoin. I don't even know what the, all that means. Those are just it's a word soup. Sure. Word soup. But it has to do with Bitcoin and <laughs> Tesla. So anyway, it's... So you know it's going to be yeah, good. I'm not... So I'm still not impressed. But I'm still... It's still on my phone and I still pop in and take a peek every couple of days just to see what's going on but i don't i've listened a couple of times but i don't really find it um i, I get the attraction i guess but it's i i think it's probably not for me ultimately but we'll see you know i i think a lot of you think back to like when twitter started i think well i didn't really see the appeal of twitter in some respects early on either so you know i'm willing to have an open mind about it because it, it'll it evolve over time. I'm not convinced that it won't just be kind of subsumed as a feature within existing services. Like I could see, you know, Twitter's already doing something like this, which I haven't tried yet. I'm not, I'm not on that beta, but, um, but I could see it just being kind of subsumed within other services or maybe it takes off, you know, who knows? It's, it seems, it seems like a very, it's grown very, very quickly, though, in the last since I I joined, I kind of joined right as they were starting to grow very, very fast. And now they've got like eight million downloads last month or something. So it's pretty it, it's pretty much a closed open beta now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I still haven't signed up, even though you were kind enough to send me an invite. Um, cause just because like, I didn't have time, and then I sort of saw all the stuff about contacts, and I was like, yeah. oh, I'll, maybe I'll look at it at some it point. It sucks in all your contacts if you want to be able to... Uh, I mean, you can you can do it without that. I think some of the limitations are like, then you're not able to invite people, and you won't obviously have quite the... You know, the recommendation engine won't work as well. Well, I'm here to tell you, oh, the no. recommendation <laughs> engine is nothing. I mean, like, Twitter actually, for all of its faults, does a pretty good job of recommending stuff. Like, 
you know, if I go to someone's feed, if I go to your feed and it, down the page, it'll show me here are three other people like Rob, you should follow. And I'll look at them and I'll be like, yeah, that's, you know, a lot of times it's people you already kind of know who they are. Like, yeah, that those are, those are pretty mm-hmm. good recommendations uh, or, or a topic, you know, with something in, in a feed or, or something like that. Uh, but, but boy, Clubhouse just has not been good at recommending anything to me. Part of the problem is like, if, even if you go like to their, they have, you know, categories of topics you can follow. And even if you go to those, you know, I, I looked at, for instance, their technology one, you would think that there would be stuff in there that I might be interested in. And their technology section is just like, well, one of them's like, you know, the sections are venture capital, AI, SaaS, um, startups, crypto, angel investing. It's like, all right, well, what about like apps or <laughs> computer? Uh, you know, it's like, it's just, very, it's just very much a Silicon Valley, <laughs> what's hot, you know, AR, VR, what's, what's hot today type of topics as opposed to more sure. general topics. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not digging it, not digging it at all. No. Well, there we go. We've done our, we've done our, uh, two weekly update on clubhouse <laughs> yeah i if if i see anything new i'll be sure to let you know rob and and go join up Perfect. you can follow me and and watch me do nothing on clubhouse excellent and i can also do nothing <laughs> right. oh, who knows? anyway all right well let's let's wrap it up there i think before we go any further into clubhouse. that sounds good <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back in in the end, two weeks. Uh, Speak to you then. Bye-bye.